Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. This was the title of a book written by John Gray back in 1992. He was trying to identify just how different men and women are and how each should relate to the other. Well, today, I don't want to talk just about our differences. I want to identify in what ways men and women are equal. Dr. Jennings is with us via Skype to help us do just that. Dr. Jennings, what do we need to know, and more to the point, what do we need to possibly unlearn when it comes to gender roles in our society? You know, very interesting how you frame that question. For me, we have to go back to creation, and we have to first understand God's design before we can try to understand what's happening in the world today. Mm -hmm. In creation week, the sixth day of creation, what was the crowning act of creation? Making man and woman. So humankind. Yeah, humankind, yes. And humankind is male and female. Yes. Adam, if you remember, he made Adam, but he said it was not good. It was not good. Yeah. It's not good he should be alone. He's incomplete. Until Eve was created, man, humankind, was incomplete. We only have completion when we have a pair that's joined in unity of love. So God's crowning act of creation was Eve. Hmm. And if you look at the progression of creation week, there was a acceleration from simplistic to complex. Yeah. Every day became a higher order of creation, culminating in Adam. And the last piece, the crowning act to complete was Eve. Eve. There's this kind of a mythos in Christianity that Adam was superior yeah, in some way yeah, yeah. to Eve. He was the crowning act. Well, that Adam in that sense means human. So human was the crowning act, meaning Adam and Eve together is a complete human. Adam, male by himself, is incomplete. It's not done. The completion that brought it to the full fruition and perfect revelation was Eve. Further, Adam was made out of dirt. Yes, yes, mud. Eve was made out of sinless living tissue. Interesting, interesting. She was made out of higher order material yeah. Yeah. than Adam. Yeah. Again, the completion. Adam's name actually means earth or dirt. Eve's name means life. Again, higher order. I'm saying this because there is an inequality through the history of the human race in which women have been treated inferior to men mm, yes. and have treated unequally to men. And I'm going to suggest to you that this was purposeful from Satan's plan because she was the completion of man. She was the culmination of man. Again, by herself, she's incomplete. By herself, she is not perfect. It is in the perfect union of love as God designed Adam and Eve to be joined in Eden that we have a perfect human being. The two shall be one. This is the culmination of creation, and she is the completion. Now, as we look at this, 
she was taken from his side. This is very important. Not from his head to rule over, nor from his foot to be ruled over by. Hmm. She was taken from his side. She was a co-equal, a perfect companion, a second self, a perpetual partner, if you will, equal in moral worth, equal in value, equal in love, equal. But yet she also was the crowning completion. And in God's design, understand now, they are equal in moral worth, equal in value, but they were not exactly equal in abilities. God gave them complementary abilities purposely in his design, so only together would they be complete and perfect. Hmm. Separate, they would be incomplete. So together, as God designed in love, the two become one joined being, a human being. Separate, they become an individual human, but an incomplete being. And in God's design, God is Love. So understand the purpose of why she is the culmination and the completion and why she's the crowning aspect of the human being. Because Adam could not enter into the fullness of godlike love without someone for Adam to love, to serve, to give of himself for, and a being to receive that love and let that love flow back through her to Adam again. Mm. Further, they are separate intelligences separate individualities, but designed to be united in love as one human being. As they come together, complementary abilities, not equal abilities, male and female different, as they complement each other in love, they join in love, give of themselves in love, and they bring new life form in their own image. Neither one can do this alone. Adam cannot bring new life on his own. Eve cannot bring new life on her own. But together, they enter into a domain, a sphere, an experience where they experience development of character, love, intimacy, uh, knowledge that they could never experience as well as vulnerability and openness that they could never experience in isolation. They experience that in their love relationship. And then in that intimate union, they bring forth new love and enter a new sphere of experience as parents. And as parents, they have other-centered love and they have children. They continue to grow in advance and godliness as they unite themselves in parental unity to raise their children in love. And so it's not just their sexual differences that make them different, but complementary and complete and expand their development as they unite in love. They also have mental differences. Men tend to be more linear in their thinking, more goal-oriented, more task-oriented. Women tend to be more circumstantial, taking in more associated variables than just the task at hand. They tend to be more relationship-oriented. And as the two are joined in love and embrace and invite all of those different elements into the relationship in the joint decision-making, they both grow in wisdom and perspective, and they both grow to value and appreciate those abilities and skills that the others bring that enhance and uplift them both. This is God's design. We are equal in moral worth, equal in value, but we are not equal in abilities. And then along comes Satan. What happened, Dr. Jennings? 
along came the devil and he deceived, okay? Mm-hmm. And of course, because of the deception, people go, well, yeah, well, okay, what you described was Eden. We don't live in Eden. We live in a sinful world. And w- she was deceived. And therefore, from that point on, God has made man to rule over her. No, that mm-hmm. is an interpretation of Satan. Satan wants everyone to believe that, that somehow Adam was the head, even in Eden, and she was the one to follow. He was the leader. Well, let's think that through. Let's put that to the test, Charles. Yes, yes. Let's go back into Eden before Adam has a carnal nature. If he was really the leader, when he was still sinless, shouldn't he have been able to exercise his leadership authority and not follow Eve into sin? Hmm. Who led who? Yeah, yeah. She led him, and he followed. Yeah. And he was still sinless. Yeah. So all these arguments that somehow he's the leader and she's the follower are fraudulent. They were co-equals. Co-equals. Neither one was to lead the other. They were partners. Mm-hmm. He did not have leadership authority over her, and she did not have leadership authority over him. The two become one. They were one human being with two individualities, God's design, and they were incomplete without the other. Okay? And after the fall, well, he said uh, over there, well, uh, Eve, your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Aha, there's God's verdict right there. No, there's God's diagnosis. Hmm. God diagnoses the change. They have now sinned. And in sin, love is not the rule anymore. Trust is not the rule anymore. It is fear and selfishness. And God says, you have replaced my design of love with fear and selfishness. So Eve, this is what's going to happen. That's the survival drive, the insecurity within you. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to seek protection from your stronger spouse, and he's going to dominate and control and rule over you. This was not a prescription of health from God. This was a description of how sin has corrupted and perverted God's design for relationships. And thus, all of this male dominance of women, instead of equality and co-equal partnership in marriage relationship, all this male dominance of women is exactly what God diagnosed and is part of Satan's perversion to destroy God's perfect plan. Wow. As a little side note there, you have identified something that's quite common today. Many people take God's diagnosis and they call them, that's a mandate. No, it's not a mandate. It's a diagnosis. That's an important point, Dr. Jennings. That's an incredibly important point. And this is how much of religions of the world have been corrupted. But women need to, the feminist movement, need to back off of the attack on religion. This is not found exclusively in Christianity. This is a worldwide sin-driven, insecurity, fear-driven. Women will, because they're afraid and frightened, particularly if you look at the agricultural and agrarian societies that they had or the hunter gatherer societies, the women would be dragged off and made into harems or whatever by the stronger male, physically stronger male. And so the women would seek out a strong male husband to be her protector. This is historic. The women sought it. So your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. This is, again, not a prescription, a description. And so this has happened not because of Christian values or principles, but because of fear and selfishness in the hearts of both men and women. So how do we rejoin if Satan has torn us under? How do we get back together again with that equality that God had in mind in the beginning? Well, healthy relationships require healthy people, and healthy people are people who have died to fear and selfishness, died to sinful nature, have been reborn in Christ, have God's law of love written in the heart and mind, and thus they seek to glorify God in the way they live their lives and the way they treat each other. So the husband in the New Testament is the man who treats his wife like Christ treats the church, notice, 
ruling over her and dominating her with rules. No, <laughs> it, it's, it's very explicit. Sacrificing yes. himself yes. for her. And so we use our authority and power to practice love and truth in the same way that Jesus did when all authority was given to him. John 13, he got down on his knees and washed his disciples' feet. Then he said, I've given you an example. Go and do likewise. So the more power in God's kingdom we have, then the more we use that power to bless and serve others and starts at home with our spouses. So the the Christ-like leader in the home is the one who does greatest service in love to his spouse. And I will tell you, women who have any modicum of Christ-likeness maturity at all, if you treat them with Christ-like love, they thrive, they grow, they adore you, they are honorable, they are secure, they're trustworthy, and they serve and they live to give more love back to you than you could ever give to them. Hmm. You just heard that listener from a psychiatrist. Here's a man who has studied into it and has had plenty of case studies to support what he just said. And uh, you're welcome. Comeandreason.com is our website. If you'd like to learn more about all of these topics we discuss on this program, if you'd like to listen to the programs again, as a matter of fact, also some television shows from Dr. Jennings. His books are there and also something called Sharing Tracks. Here are some of the titles for that. The Design Laws of God, How to Resolve Your Feelings of Guilt, uh, Overcoming Addiction, and Gaining Lasting Freedom. These are sharing tracks that are available there. Also, Dr. Jennings' books and his, uh, like I say, the radio programs. Also, his Bible studies that are live on Saturday mornings at 1020 a.m. Eastern Time, if you want to watch on Facebook. Lots of good things happening at comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing today. You gave us some positive things to think about. That's what I like about your shows. Thank you so much. Thank you, Charles. And until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>